Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I guess the first thing we should talk about is the tweet. What tweet? About Bradley Cooper and his face not belonging in this environment. Do you agree? Oh, I forgot about that. But yes, I agree. What was it? Um, Bradley Cooper doesn't have a face that his sort of face didn't exist until very recently and it's, it's true it's true it's true in like an indescribable way yeah he's got a 21st century face and it works for him it works for me most part in this film hmm mm. we'll get into it <laughs> hello there my name's Sinead and her name's Lonnie no that's the other way around. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah. That's funny. It's funny when people do that on their podcast to amuse themselves. Was it no funny when you did it just then? Did you find enjoyment from it? Mm, I certainly laughed. Okay. And I assume listeners did as well. Great. Well, that's great. For let's, get some, let's get into some neo-noir psychological thriller areas with the podcast of I Miss You. <laughs> I feel oh, like you. God. So now we're doing? pretending to be on the podcast oh, now. What am I like? Okay. Batman Rally is the film we watched, by the way. It is. Now, I watched this a little while ago. Sinead watched it fairly recently, I believe. I finished it last night. Last night. Oh, my God. I watched it in two halves. Because in it's two a long halves. Film. It is a long film. What's it about? Who's it by? Who's in it? I okay. like it. So, Guillermo del Toro, who is one of the most incredible auteurs and filmmakers of the 20th, 21st century, um, did this film. It's got Bradley Cooper and he's at a circus and he becomes like a mind reader that's his little trick he does with Rooney Meyer who he falls in love with and then they go to the big city and like make it big and then Kate Blanchett's there being a psychologist and then some shit goes down and I'm not 100% sure what happened ah I didn't love it really I'm sorry I wanted to mm. for me there's three different films here and there's even a big, like, fade to black, like, natural pause, like, when they leave the circus, which is an hour in. Kate Blanchett doesn't show up until, like, an hour and a half into this film. It, it's pretty much like a massive prologue for a film. Oh, it's so it? long. Cut it out. Cut it out. Cut that whole thing out. Have them already be doing the stuff in, in Paris? In New York. New York, wherever they are. Mm -hmm. Have that be the start, honestly. There are so many different, like, directions that I thought it were heading at different points. And then it just finished and I was like, don't know what you're trying to say. Mm. What was the point of that? So would you, by the way, it's Buffalo, not New York, my bad. But Buffalo's in New oh. York, so, you know, we were, we were kind <laughs> of right. Cool name for a town. It is. Would you have liked them to have flashbacks with the main story happening? Or? I don't know if we needed no, it. Did we need any of the stuff at the circus? Did we? Well, it's a good bookend for what happens at the end, how he ends up. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Mm. I don't know. I just found the whole thing very oddly paced. Mm -hmm. Like I thought, okay, we're in, a, we're in a circus and he's trying to get, you know, 
on the up and up and he's learning tricks and everything. Mm. And then he leaves. And then they're having a nice time in Buffalo or wherever they are, having a fun time. And then that stops. And then there's this whole thing with Kate Blanchett and this man who's trying to connect to his dead wife. Mm. And I'm just not sure if that's all the same film. Like, I know it's the same film because it's in the same film, but is it the same film? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's a bit, bit, um, this chapter, this chapter, this chapter, but not an overall chapter. Like, what was it trying to say? Can you explain, mm. like, the message to me? Well, it's in a while, so it's all about the yeah. underbelly of society. Sure. And it's about making your way and everyone's grifting on everyone all the time. Yeah. Um, and I guess about the, I was going to say the circle of life, not really that, the cycle of life, maybe, of... You know, one day you're on top of the world and the next day you're a geek in the in the circus. Mm-hmm. So I guess that's it. But also, I guess, people wanting to um, wanting to be fooled. I think that's something I would think about. So Bradley Cooper was serving a purpose by telling all these people what they wanted to hear. But then he started to believe himself. He started to believe his own powers. Yeah. Well, not so much that he believed what he was. Well, a, no, he didn't. He, could, he believed he could he could tell anyone anything. I guess what I'm trying to get at, you know. Mm. He believed he was so good at grifting that he could grift everyone. That's like and he gets out grifted in the end by Kate. Mm. Mm. Yeah, like I get that. I just and then there's this big reveal that like, oh, he's the one who killed his dad. We knew yeah, that, didn't obviously. we? Didn't we? Yeah, obviously, surely. knew that in the beginning. He has his watch. We saw mm. him put the body on fire. We didn't think mm. he just stumbled upon his dad who was dead and decided to light him on fire. Mm. Here's my biggest thing with the film, today. Mm-hmm. It's not Bradley Cooper's face. I don't mind his face in this film, but okay. it's, funny, it's a funny tweet. It's more his age. Is he supposed to be like 40 odd or yeah, is he supposed to question. be like 20 or 17 even? So when the stuff with Rumi Mara started happening, I Googled the age difference because mm. this is like a common thing in Hollywood where they cast really young actresses to be with much older actors and never the other way around. Mm-hmm. There's 11 years between them. And I was shocked to know that Bradley Cooper is 47. Wow. It feels like he just became big, but I guess he didn't, hey? And he, he was probably already 30-odd when he became I huge. I guess so. Yeah. I think I just always thought he was 30. Yeah. yeah. I have no concept for how old he was supposed to be in this film. Same with Rini Mara. No idea. Yeah. And not even like in a in a way that works even. It, it really distracted me because everyone's talking to him like, young man, come over here and... Like, Willem Dafoe gives him a job at the beginning. It's like, and then he's like sort of his mentor, but like, you guys are roughly. The crazy thing is like, Willem Dafoe's in this, but only in the first hour. Yeah. And never comes back. No good. What is happening? (laughs) Are you saying if you've got Willem Dafoe, have him for the whole movie? Obviously. Put him in every scene, even when he doesn't fit. It's Willem Dafoe. (laughs) Exactly. Um, Yeah, I I think I'd like the film much better if, if it was a younger actor who we see sort of you know, from, from come from nothing into becoming a success mm. when it, it just felt a bit uncomfortable where Bradley Cooper is someone who is like clearly in his 40s yeah, and they're treating him as if he's younger. Like treat him if he, as if he's in his 40s. If, if he's in his 40s. You know, it just, it, there's that thing about, you know, good directing is good casting and they're just a bit off for me. Mm. I love Kate Blanchett. Don't get me wrong. No, I'm fully, I'm not going to, contradict you at all i think you're going the same direction i'm going in i feel she was misused and perhaps was in a different film to everyone else i agree okay i don't know yeah i agree completely different style of acting 
Mm. Don't really understand. Like her whole point was just she was screwing him over. That that that's it. Well, that was revenge, I suppose, or something, wasn't it? For what? I don't know. <laughs> you don't know. <laughs> I will say one thing. Cool to see Rudy Meyer and Kate Blanchett in another period film when they're interacting, and it's like I know what you guys did. <laughs> well, it's a great cast, and and Rooney's always good, but I always I, I kind of underused. think maybe she, she was underused and. I mean... Also, I had no idea that Tony Collette is in this film again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the first bit quite prevalently and then... Oh, she does show up again, I guess. But, like, too much going on. Too much going on. We need and a bit the, of editing, a bit of streamlining of the story, I think. Yeah, I feel you. Do you feel that, like, um, Richard Jenkins and um, David Shethan sort of give off the same vibes? Who was he? Oh, one was the guy... One was Pete. Pete? Yeah. Yeah, one was... Who, the guy who died of the alcoholic at the circus. Mm-hmm. And one was the old guy who was trying to summon his wife. Yeah. Yes, but I think that was intentional. Oh, yeah. I think they're kind of two sides of the same coin in the film and also in real life. Because wasn't, <laughs> wasn't the whole thing like Kate Blanchett was trying to be a psychologist or whatever and the whole thing was that Bradley had this relationship with older men and in a way he was it's because of his relationship with his dad and he was trying to constantly kill them or hurt them in order to get back at his father isn't that totally. what that was and he has it off with tony Clare, doesn't he so he has it off with everyone in this film well yeah how edipedal is all that edipedal is that right i don't know what you just said edipedal like edipedus Oedip- oedipus 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 <laughs> sorry but yeah everyone wants to have sex with their mom and kill their dad right that's the whole, whole thing right yeah he, he he does repeatedly in this film. Literally, <laughs> actually. Uh, yeah, I I like what was going for. Maybe I didn't like it. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, and maybe some of those things like sort of foundational issues. So even though it's shot really well and the production design is obviously it's never going to be bad. Oh, it's beautiful. GDT I wanted to mention film. that actually, like the mm. Art Deco of Kate's office, just mm. stunning. And something I really love about Guillermo del Toro's films are like the practical props that he uses it's the same yeah. as shape of water like like the tapes that she had that she was recording the sessions mm-hmm. and they could actually pick them up and they're like old but they're also not of this world kind of and they're like yeah. manufactured but also very real i just i'd love that so much about his films but it didn't i don't know it just didn't feel like after shape of water which is probably my favorite film of his mm-hmm. i just didn't know what we were doing here Really? Well, the thing that got me a bit confused, and I, I agree with what you're saying there, this is based off a book, but there's also one, mm-hmm. a filmed adaptation of this in the 1940s, and that is pretty well received by everybody, apparently. Mm. It's one of the classics. So why is that your, your sort of... Well, that is a question, isn't it? Um, I mean, why not as well, <laughs> I suppose. It has not been well liked by the box office. It's been nominated for Oscars, which I you know is a sign of respect in the industry but yeah um, but it's not only for best picture but then not much else like yeah i think i just Mm. odd that a film would be nominated for best picture that doesn't have like a i don't know do you think was it return of the king that was nominated Mm. for like every single award and best picture and won them all because Mm, theoretically if you've got a film that's the best picture it should have the best acting design sound etc well that was the point back when Mad Max Fury Road won almost all of the technical awards, but didn't yeah. didn't win Best Director, mm. and so people are like, 
well, who directed all the technical aspects yeah. of this film then? Who, who if, was if in charge? <laughs> if there's, did they direct themselves, did they? Like everyone was independently. But yeah, it's obviously more to that. Mm. But I'm, I'm with you. It, it is odd sometimes to see a film get best pitching on, but not much else. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Yeah, I just, the, the vision for this is completely misguided i felt confused as an audience member when it finished mm. like there's some del toro like hallmarks like set design props obviously this like wet yellow sort of tone over mm. everything the graphic violence was there um having mentioned that it was great to see holt mccallany plays bill tench in mindhunter which is mm. always a joy to see him in anything and his scalp gets, you know, unceremoniously cut off by a car. He's got a, a really great vibe for this sort of 1940s noir. Great really. vibe. He, Did you see def- the focus pull when Bradley, mm. like, turns over and he's just standing there in his trench coat and it's like, oh, yes, I love noir so much. <laughs> I'd love to see a film of, of him as a private eye. Oh, film noir. wouldn't that be great? Yeah. I mean, we get some of that, I guess, in Mindhunter. Yeah, I guess so. I, in the, back in this vibe, though. Again. Yeah. He was incredible, again, underused. Mm. But, like, it's got that really graphic violence stuff and it's got, like, his, his – I can feel his touch on the film. But story-wise, I'm just not sure it was there for me. Yeah, okay. I feel you. I feel you. I don't know. I just – like, well, I don't really understand the point. And he goes and becomes the geek in the circus and it's like, okay, full circle, I guess. Mm. But then there was the baby. Can you explain the baby to me? That's there's obviously something symbolic about the baby. Uh, which baby is that? The baby that was in the jar with a third eye. Oh yeah, I guess just like being watched. It's like oh okay, that was it. It's going to be something like <laughs> I don't know more. <laughs> but is that just it? No, oh, I would have to go back and view that with a, a view to okay. working out the metaphorical symbology of that, to be honest. Yeah. I just thought of it as, yeah, all-seeing God is here. I think that's right. what I was getting at. Okay. I like Jim Beaver, by the way, as a sheriff who turns up trying to shut down the um, the carnival. Oh, yeah, he was good. Yeah, yeah he's always good. He's, he's been lots of things over the years, Jim Beaver. One of, one of those guys, you know, one of those, oh, who is this guy? Oh, he's, he's been lots of things, but I don't mm-hmm. really know anything about him mm-hmm. as a person. He's just a those guy actor. Great. Would you want to be in the circus? No, not this circus. No. But a circus, maybe, are you saying? Oh, maybe. Maybe like a fun circus. Like all okay. these old-timey circuses, they're always like on running away from the cops and like mm. on the lamb and mm. like there's no food, there's enough food for everybody and someone gets a disease and it's like it's just a bit hectic. 
I, I, I do admire though, like the sort of you know community spirit or like the the team camaraderie. Yeah. Willing to foes in charge, we're all putting on a show together. I mean, I guess that's I can't. Great. <laughs> yeah, I can't condone the you know pretending to be a psychic to steal things off people, but hmm. you know what and. What do you what do you make of of psychics? You know, I think they're awful, to be honest. Awful, and that's why I found hard to sort of get on board. Like I was never rooting for Bradley Cooper's like progression as he got more and more successful and was like moving up on the thing. I was like, I hate you. You're awful. You're exploiting these mm. people and you're doing a horrible job. I know that's the point because you're not supposed to root for him in a noir. But well, sorry, that's not indicative of noir. It's more that the type of story that they're telling about the underbelly society. But I I just I don't know. I was never really. Like, oh, yay, you won that thing and now we're going here. Like, I, I, I don't know. I just... And then there was that weird side plot with the, the kid that went into the war and enlisted mm. and then the parents, like the murder-suicide that the mum does, mm. which was interesting because it was showing his, like, toxicity, right? Like that he's he's killing everything that he touches, essentially. But he never knew that. He never reacted to that. It was it was Bill Tench. <laughs> Sorry, it wasn't Bill Tench. It was Holt, Holt's character who reacted to that mm. and went outside bradley never never got that sort of not catharsis but understanding that he was the bad guy that's true i guess it did lead indirectly to his life blowing up yeah because he was warned you know like you should always come clean and tell people he was you're not, yeah. you're not actually a psychic and he didn't do that because he wanted more moral power but no, that's a fair point it might have made more sense for him to work that out i don't know lesson. and then he wrote through Meyer and and that was like really heartbreaking those scenes together where their relationship's ending and she doesn't want to do it and she you know goes with him for one last trick and obviously it turns mm. fatal um but I just like by the time I got to that and then he was hiding in in the train and then the film was over and I was sort of like well I just don't know what we were fighting for here I don't know what we were achieving I, I just well I guess it's a tragic ending you're supposed to be like oh yeah. I've a lesson to not do what he's done I suppose <laughs> well they're often about it's like Making a deal with the devil, essentially, wasn't he? He was. Yeah. He didn't pull back when he was given the opportunity to. No. But also, like, dude, you had a, had a fine life. You were fleecing these rich people, which I'm more on, I'm more okay with. <laughs> um, but you had to keep going. You had to get involved. You had Rudy Mara. They're not good enough for you, mate. I know. Apparently not. Hmm. I, was just, I was just thinking, could we have cast someone else? Could we have cast Tom Holland? Would that have been better? No, we definitely couldn't have cast Tom Holland in this. Why not? Because the character needs A, to be older than, like, 14, and B, I'm not saying he's 14, I'm saying he reads on screen as 14. B, he needs to have a bit of worldliness around him. If we're supposed to believe that he killed his father, he needs a bit of roughness. I believe that, you know, if push came to shove, Bradley Cooper could do what he needed to, I think. So it should have been um, Robert Pattinson, what are you saying? Probably. He would have been very much Water for Elephants vibes, wasn't it? Mm. Mm-hmm. I liked that film. People didn't like that film. I liked I that film. Was, I thought it was fine. It's a good circus movie. I don't know that I buy the Reese Witherspoon and him love story, but, you know. Well, you know what? We've seen it. We did see it. Um, we've, we've got an episode coming out either already or soon about the Oscars and our predictions. I don't think it's going to rate highly. No, I don't think so and either. Again, a cynic, not me, a cynic might say... People have seen, oh, GDT, he won Oscars last time. His film was probably going to get nomination this time and it's sort of assumed and that's how it's got all these nominations. But at the same time, it did look great, didn't it? Mm. And production design, as we said, yeah. was wonderful. So yeah. I'm not saying he didn't deserve the Oscars, but I think 
you know, if you build up a reputation, sometimes that happens. But at the mm. same time, was Anderson get nothing for this year? So what's going on? Yeah. I mean, I've just seen that apparently Leo DiCaprio was in talks for taking the role mm. of Bradley Cooper's mm-hmm. role, which I could also see, I guess. I don't know. You need someone like gritty. I guess he's proved he can be gritty after The Revenant. but Yeah, I, I just think it was a the film should have been calibrated to having someone who's in their 40s and it didn't feel like it was, but maybe yeah. that's just my reading of it was was off. I don't know. I don't know. I mean... We don't know, guys. We just don't know. <laughs> Watch Pan's Labyrinth if you haven't watched Pan's Labyrinth. It will terrify you, but mm. it's important if you want to know more about Guillermo del Toro. And then watch Shape of Water, which you might have seen because yeah. he won the Academy Award for it, right? We did. We sure did. And we had almost... You know, nothing bad to say about that film. And I think no. it nailed everything this film was trying to do. Yeah. He's already nailed last time. I agree. Time. Like, <laughs> the, the vibe, the vibe wasn't all there. Well, no, the vibe was there. The pieces didn't fall into place. Mm. Whereas Shape of Water was like, if there is one perfect Guillermo del Toro movie, it is that. That sums yeah. up his entire worldview, like, mm-hmm. cinematic style, like, perfection. It made me want to watch that again, to be honest. Such a good movie. Should Michael Shannon have been... Bradley Cooper's character. Ooh, now that you're into worked. something. That could have worked. Yes, I'm here for and that. And have an, and you know, no shade on any Mara, but maybe an older actor, actress to you know, play against. Could have been better. Yeah. Yeah, okay. All right. Mm. Mm. All right. Well, hopefully GDT doesn't get too sad when we listen to this. We're not having a go at you, GDT. We love you. I love GDT. Just didn't quite work for us. But you know what? He's still a great director. I don't think he cares. I don't think he knows who we are. I hope he doesn't. This isn't the first impression I want to have with him. If we ever become famous, we'll just delete this one. No one will ever know about it. Okay, great. Yeah. <laughs> He'll ask us at a party. He's like, so what do you think of Nightmare Early? Like, oh, perfect. What? Perfection. Genius. Yeah. Bradley Cooper's casting was particularly <laughs> chef's kiss. <laughs> now, good on you, GTT. Um, so, <laughs> you had a good time this episode? Yeah. Oh, what are you rating it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> what are you rating your experience of, of this episode, firstly? My experience of this episode is about two stars because we've gone off the rails. Um, my experience of the film, I don't know, two and a half. I didn't really like it. I think if you can put aside the issues we've, we've spoken about, which affect the, our interpretation, I still think it's a good three-star film, maybe even approaching three and a half. Maybe not. You're three. too generous. Two and a half stars for Will and Defoe. <laughs> Uh, okay, so that's been us talking about Nightmare Alley. Mm-hmm. Nightmare Alley, as I would like to say. Yeah, okay. So can someone tell me, is that an actual thing? Is that a thing that GT said or is Lonnie just yanking my chain? Mm, I'll, I'll never say. I'll never tell. Probably yanking my chain. Yeah. Uh, we've got lots of podcasts, episodes on our feed of all the sort of films that have been released over the last couple of years. We do. Going back to like 2016. Oh, my goodness. Mm-hmm. And hopefully the audio is better these days than it was back then. But you know what? Put that aside and listen to some great content in amongst the audio. You know what I mean? Yeah. I've got another podcast called I Miss You, Man. We've got some interesting um, podcast episodes, not just film, but often films get mentioned. Often Batman gets a mention. But you know what doesn't get mentioned enough, Sine? What's that? Emily in Paris. Yeah. It's been weeks and weeks since we've mentioned. It really has. Great love. We did a whole episode about her, so I thought maybe we should mention her every episode like we <laughs> sometimes do. Um, but we're going to see her new film soon, aren't we? So that'll be great. And we are very excited for her and Jesse Clemens mm. to star as a married mm. couple mm-hmm. in a sort of, mm-hmm. I don't know, psychological... Is it, is it a thriller? Suspense? I think so. Look, I'm in suspense waiting to watch <laughs> it, so 
Yes, that will be coming soon, whether you want it to or not. Yes. Windfall, right? That's what it's called? Yes, windfall, probably should say okay. that. Yeah. All right. Well, until then, I've been Lonnie, she's been Sine, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.